Hello, and welcome to Joyful Heart, a podcast for Christian women who are trying to balance a relationship with God, as well as school, work, and other things life likes to throw our way. In these episodes, religious topics such as growing closer to God, maturing in our faith, as well as general ones like college difficulties and navigating new experiences in life will be covered. And with that, let's get into this week's episode. Hey guys, so I took off last week to catch up and I'm back here to talk about something that I can say without a doubt that everyone has dealt with or is currently dealing with right now. The topic I'm going to be discussing this week is anxiety and considering all that has happened in this year, I can definitely assume that our anxiety levels have been much higher than usual and than normal. There is just so much uncertainty in this year, and there have been so many big, abrupt changes that have left us little to no time to adapt or cope with or really understand. And I wanted to talk about anxiety that I've been facing in ways that I'm learning to cope, as well as what God says about anxiety, because we know that Our Bible is kind of like our handbook, and it's our guide, and we should turn to it when we are in trouble, in need, in good times, in bad times, to look to that as our kind of reference point throughout life and throughout our everyday struggles. I just want to start off this by saying that you are not a bad Christian if you struggle with anxiety. You are not a bad Christian if you struggle with depression. You are not a bad Christian if you struggle with any kind of mental health issue. You're not a bad Christian for that. Anxiety's root cause isn't always a lack of faith. I had been researching this past few weeks about how Christians should deal with anxiety, and it was a little troubling that some of the websites hinted or kind of tried to push the idea that anxiety was due to a lack of faith or a weak faith. And they would pretty much just say, you know, just trust God, which is great because that's what we're supposed to do. Like, how can you be in a relationship with someone if you don't trust them and if you don't believe in them and have faith in them? But when some things are mental, it's not as straightforward as it seems, you know, because in that moment, a Christian struggling or dealing with anxiety knows they need to trust God. But it's something deeper than that. And I think it can often be taken the wrong way to say, well, it's your fault for this anxiety or it's the blame is on you in a way. Um, And like this title suggests, anxiety is often like a hamster wheel. We know we should trust God. We know we should believe in him. We know that our anxiety is just trying to hold us back and we need to stop worrying. But the wheels of what ifs just keep spinning. Like there are people telling us, like, just get off the hamster wheel. You're like, okay, I know I should. But then for some reason, mentally, I can't. And for me, my anxiety, like most people, I'm assuming, comes from the uncertainty of situations, the uncertainty and the unknown future. Like, I like to be in control. And when I'm not, my mind just starts spinning. And I often go down a hole of what if this or what if that, which is just so problematic in so many ways. I think that's one of the most annoying things about anxiety is that the way I get triggered or bothered 
can be totally different from someone else. So it's often hard to really say what is the deep root of this anxiety because sometimes it just comes out of nowhere. But I wanted to start off with bringing up some scripture that mentioned anxiety and how we should address it. So the first one comes from Isaiah 41.10, which states, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then we have Philippians 6-7, through which states, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. And then finally for the section, Matthew 6, 34. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So I kind of wanted to dive deeper into the last verse in Matthew. And, you know, as you see in Matthew 6, 34, one of the most damaging things we can do is try to predict the future or control the future. We often lose sight of things when we start saying, oh, I can't wait for this time, or I can't wait for this season, or I can't wait for this date. But that's the thing. We have no idea what the future holds. I mean, let's be real. How many of us said, I can't wait for 2020? And look at us now. We can't wait to get out of 2020. And this isn't meant to scare you. It's just a reminder to enjoy the times you live in if it's going well. And if if it's not, then it's good to know that this shall pass. Essentially, we can't worry about tomorrow because we don't know what that day holds. We need to live more in the moment and deal with what's in front of us. And moving forward, I wanted to kind of give some examples of how to cope with anxiety, um, more from the spiritual side, because the mental aspect is beyond my education and understanding. Um, But I wanted to list some verses that can be handy in the next time you feel your anxiety starting to peak or you're having really anxious thoughts. I think it's always important to memorize some verses so that you can combat that spiritual attacks when they happen because we know the enemy does not wait for us to be ready. He does not wait for us to be prepared. And more than often, he will double attack you when you are already vulnerable and feeling weak. So the first verse is Romans eight twenty six. In the same way, the spirit also helps our weaknesses. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And then Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and hope. And then Isaiah forty one thirteen, For I am the Lord your God, who upholds your right hand, who says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And then the last one for this section comes from John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be faithful. I think and I believe that one of the most important things we can do when our anxiety is starting to peak or increase is to pray to God. Let him know how you are feeling and what is bothering you. Don't try to hide anything from him or put on a happy face because he can see your heart. He knows what's wrong, but he wants you to tell him to show that trust and to show that bond. I think people in prayer often forget that God wants to have a casual conversation with us. Remember that he cares for you and wants to know what is troubling your heart. And when I was kind of dealing with anxiety um, about a week or so ago, I saw this sermon on Instagram and I wasn't familiar with the church. It was just kind of one of those things that pop up after you watch another video. And the pastor was talking about how many people often misinterpret anxiety and for him, he sees anxiety as kind of like when your car shows a maintenance warning. Like there's a slight problem. We don't know where it's coming from. It came out of nowhere, but you need to go in to the shop and check it out. And we are to do the same thing in our own heart. When we feel the anxiety, something in our body is sending some type of warning signs. So we need to get into scripture, check in with God and see what's going on. Take it to the creator, you know, check in with him. And it really made me think, you know, and he also said that when you are facing anxiety, don't make the mistake of going back to the world to fix your anxiety. And what I mean by the world is don't turn to the world, turn to God. For me, often when I feel anxious, it's because of something I see on social media or some scary headline. And then I go back into social media trying to fix my anxiety or relieve it. But it doesn't. It doesn't. Because most of our troubles come from the world. And I mean the world, I mean just earthly things. So why would we try to fix our anxiety with earthly things that often cause our anxiety? And when I say the world, I'm not saying like therapy or counselors. Like you definitely should seek professionals. But I mean, just like social media, TV shows, you know, things that won't be around forever. Um, I would also really recommend fasting, whether it be from social media, food or certain music. I think it can be really helpful to kind of step back because instead of praying, I would continually scroll expecting that to make me feel better. But it doesn't. Social media can become a barrier to hearing from God, which can make us feel anxious. You know, really take the time to step back and be in silence with a clear mind before the Lord. So those are just a few things you can do, of course, with anxiety, since it is so personal. You kind of have to tailor it to your needs and what works best for you. But I highly recommend praying, you know, getting in support groups, reaching out to people. Don't try to carry this all on your own because it's too much for us. It's way too much. We have way too much to worry about. We don't need extra worries. You know, come to Christ. Give him your anxieties. Let him take that burden and exchange the heavy burden of the world for the lighter burden that Jesus gives us. 
So next, I wanted to talk about some ways that we as the body of Christ can help those who deal with anxiety, depression, and other mental health battles. For the first, is to speak about it. I believe that if we could be more open and honest, people would realize they aren't alone. For a while, I thought I was the only Christian who had end-time anxiety and all the anxieties of uncertainty. It wasn't until I googled it that I realized that many others feel the same way. We also need to change how we talk about anxiety and mental health. Yes, we aren't to be anxious. We aren't to be overly worried. And we are called to put all our faith and trust in God because he is faithful even when we are faithless. However, I believe it's unfair to say that anxiety is 100% due to lack of faith. In my opinion, it places the blame on the person. And in 2 Timothy 1.7, which I'm sure for anyone who has dealt with anxiety, you have seen and heard this verse a million times. But it states, for God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. Basically, God has not given us this fear. Um, And we see that the spirit of fear is not from God. Then who could it be from? Because I don't know anyone who willingly signed themselves up to deal with anxiety. Thus, it comes from the enemy. So we can immediately see that it's not us who creates the fear, it's the enemy. And he implants it to distract us, to make us afraid, and to throw us off track. Um, If you ever... like, I've seen it so many times, but, like, if you ever feel confused or anxious about a situation, those feelings aren't from God. That's in a spiritual attack to knock you down. Because when God answers us, it is straightforward. It is clear. There's no tricks. There's no hoops. There's no illusion. It's straightforward. It's a yes, no, or a not now. You know, so it's good to learn who God is and how he makes us feel. Because when you recognize that, you'll immediately recognize when something's off or when that warning sign comes up like, hey, these thoughts aren't from God. These thoughts aren't from myself. Let's see where they're coming from and let's find scripture to combat this. Because there will always be scripture to combat any fear, any anxiety, any worry or any doubts. It's also important to understand that anxiety is spiritually and mentally based. I think if we can address mental health in the church, we can get some really good conversations going. The thing about mental health is that it's mental. No other human can step in and help me fight these battles or even see what I'm facing or even understand what I'm facing. But the good news is that God can and he does. And I think when we also address mental health, I think we always have to keep in mind that no matter how good your advice may be or how well that scripture may fit, we have to realize that everything is easier said than done. Because I was talking about this with my best friends and we talk about how, you know, sometimes you see those relatable scripture, the scripture like, do not be afraid or those quotes that are like, God's got you. And it's great when you're happy and you're like on fire for Christ and you are like, I love this. This is great. But when you are in that season, it's so much harder to believe that. It's so much harder to see the good. It's so much harder to relate to those scriptures. So I think we kind of have to have patience with ourselves as humans and realize that it's always easier said than done. But as you get more into scripture, you can see that a lot of biblical characters dealt with anxiety or stress or depression at some point in their lives. And always remember that God helped them overcome it 
and was able to help them to do what he called them to do. He didn't just say, oh, that sucks. And they suffered with that. He helped them to escape from it or deal with it or grow with it if it was a problem that just couldn't go away. And some might argue that even Jesus dealt with a bit of anxiety, which we can see in Luke 22, um, verse 4. And it states, And being in agony, he was praying very fervently, and his sweat became like drops of blood falling down upon the ground. Now, some might say, well, that's not anxiety. But Jesus was so stressed and overwhelmed to the point where he was sweating blood, which is possible. But within that, we also have to keep in mind John 16, 33. These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome this world. The good news is that any suffering we have dealt with, so has Jesus. We can relate to him on that. He was tempted for 40 days. He was mocked, persecuted, accused of blasphemous things, ridiculed, hated, crucified, and the list is never ending. The biggest uncertainty for Jesus coming down from heaven to earth was he died knowing that many would reject him. That's the greatest uncertainty of all. He gave his life for people and he didn't know if they would accept him or come to know him, but he knew it was in God's plan. The man who dealt with all of that is more than willing to help you. We know that if we draw near to God, he will also draw near to us. The most important takeaway that I hope you get from this is that you are not alone. The enemy likes to separate us and divide us and make us feel like no one understands me. But I guarantee you someone can relate. If not someone, then Jesus can relate to everything you're dealing with. He can relate and he does relate. With not being alone, we have to realize that God is omnipresent. He is here with us every single moment. So we are not physically alone. You know, Jesus has to overcome all of this suffering and we can accept him into our heart. We can also call on the Holy Spirit. You know, these are three powerful forces, you know, that we can always have our side. We know that even though we walk through the valley of death, we shall fear no evil because God is walking alongside us. We are not fighting these battles alone. You are not alone. Even when the enemy tries to make you feel the way, you are never alone when you have God. And even when you don't have him, he's right there. He's right there waiting to help, willing to help, waiting to push you forward and encourage you and then surround you with love. Um, in this time of isolation, I really encourage you guys to maybe pick one person to pray for for a month, but don't tell them. Just pray over them, pray for their protection and their happiness, and just kind of sit back and see what God does with that. Um, I really also encourage you guys to reach out to people and check in on them because this is a really hard year. And a lot of people are isolated, and so they're with themselves, they're with their thoughts, you know, really encourage them to either FaceTime or just chat, change up the schedule because our mental health is tied in with our spiritual health. When you're not feeling mentally well, you probably won't feel well spiritually. And when you're not feeling well spiritually, you probably won't feel well mentally. And of course, physically is tied in with that. So it's really about balance. Um, 
But I hope that you would trust in God or come to know God to experience the peace that he can bring because it's not just temporary peace. It's eternal peace. It's eternal like completion in a sort. So I really hope that if you are struggling with something, which I would never hope, but if you are, I encourage you to reach out to a trusted pastor or counselor or friend because you shouldn't have to deal with this all on your own. And I hope that you have a great rest of the week. I hope if you're dealing with anxiety that it alleviates in some way that you can get some kind of peace and rest because you really have to take care of yourself. It's really important to Um, and check on those around you. And I hope you have a blessed day and a great rest of the week. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Joyful Heart. Feel free to reach out with prayer requests, praise reports, requests for topics or general questions on either Instagram or the Facebook group. These can be sent to Joyful Heart. That's J-O-Y-F-U-L-L H-E-A-R-T-T on Instagram, as well as for the private Facebook group. I hope you all have a blessed day and I'll catch you next week. Bye guys.